Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas and I'm here with Andre DeCastro with Blockchain of Things. Welcome back, Andre. Uh, thank you for having me, Josh. Glad to have you here. So, so Blockchain of Things... Uh, we're, we're all familiar with the Internet of Things, and I, I believe you've been a podcast uh, guest here with us before. So uh, for those of us that maybe uh, aren't familiar with your platform, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and, and what kind of problems you solve. Great. So uh, Blockchain of Things envisioned um, providing solutions to enterprise corporations that are going through lots of pains when it comes to security or securing their devices and systems. So as we connect more and more systems uh, to the internet, companies gr gravitate towards cloud infrastructures. These cloud infrastructures are not only insecure, but they tend to be centralized, uh, allowing hackers to attack servers that create points of failure and when these servers fail, it, it affects all of their facilities and offices throughout the world. So Blockchain and Things created a product called Contentus Enterprise. And Contentus Enterprise is a rapid integration layer allowing companies to uh, leverage the global Bitcoin blockchain for decentralized communication, uh, control and provenance of goods, and auditing of occurrences in general for their products. And the the focus on being decentralized is, uh, to my understanding, is to help increase security for the most part, right? Yes, uh, both. And are there are there other the, reasons and applications for that? From from a decentralization perspective, there could be many cost savings for uh, large companies. So today, in many different uh, business processes, there are central intermediaries that are involved. And the decentralized aspect of the blockchain can build uh, better innovative uh, business models for corporations and enterprises of all sizes. However, today, I believe that the large companies are still trying to grasp their head around what blockchain means and how blockchain can help from a security perspective. So when we talk about helping companies use security, we're talking about using the most secure infrastructure known to man today, which is the global blockchain, uh, and providing 
the same type of uh, security and communication that they protects over $240 billion of people's money. It's impressive. And and so uh, aside from the uh, larger uh, enterprise and, and protecting servers, uh, what are some other applications of your technology? Uh, in general, we are a horizontal integration layer. So we're finding that in this space, many companies are jumping in and trying to build uh, vertical solutions, be it solutions for, um, I don't know, from from cabs to um, advertising and other solutions that are vertical. And they spend a tremendous amount of money uh, integrating into blockchain technology. We're here to solve that. You could significantly decrease the development time and cycle if you use Catenis. Catenis is an integration platform. We don't compete with any blockchain company. We're here providing the plumbing so any developer in the world, be he a Python developer or JavaScript developer, need not know anything about cryptographic primitives, the challenges that come with integrating with uh, the global blockchain technology. They can start building apps using our RESTful web services APIs and get um, applications done quickly because they don't have to struggle with the typical difficulties that companies do when trying to build innovative solutions by leveraging the global blockchain. Okay. And and so in this instance, when you're referring to horizontal versus vertical, um, you're you're not building up, you're building out. Right. Building the, so, building the foundation, the plumbing, as you called it. Correct. So you should think of Katenis Enterprise as the on-ramp and off-ramp to the global Bitcoin blockchain. Anything you could do with it, you could do using uh, Katenis Enterprise quicker, faster, cheaper using any de- uh, modern development language in the world. So you don't have to retrain your employees or spend uh, an absorbent amount of money um, hiring uh, a cryptographic scientist. Okay, understood. And so um, is there a, uh, a full launch of this? Is, uh, is it uh, currently in beta or you know, where, where are you in the stages of development right now? In the phase of development, we have a handful of customers, some of which are using uh, what we call our uh, pilot development kit. Our pilot development kit is our full-blown API. We, we are a full product. Um, we've, we've started onboarding customers about uh, six or seven months ago. That's accelerating. We're in contract negotiations with uh, uh, others as we speak this week. Um, so we're still a small startup, and uh, most of our customers are using our product in a pilot perspective because larger companies are still taking technical toe dips. I think that they're following uh, the recommendations of uh, Gartner. Um, Gartner is the analyst firm for enterprise software that Gartner is, keeps saying take technical toe dips um, uh, you know, to figure out the solution and its applicability uh, into your vertical and industry. And we're starting to see a wide variety of uh, customers reaching out to us. Now, what we're also seeing is that those who have attempted to either build an application on a blockchain like Ethereum or a blockchain like uh, Bitcoin are those who jump on board quicker with our product. And that is because they 
quickly understand the challenges and pains of doing what they were trying to do, do or the limitations. Let me give you a for example. Uh, on the global Bitcoin blockchain, you can't send a message above 80 bytes. With our platform, we can piggyback on a Bitcoin transaction and deliver a payload of any size. And we can do that uh, near instantly between 400 and 600 milliseconds across the planet. Um, typically, people think of counterparty risk applications where um, there's monetary value between the transactions. So they have to wait 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes for an on-chain confirmation uh, for a transaction. So all of the limitations that one typically has to encounter in a blockchain are second layer technology compensates for. So you could think of Consensus Enterprise like the Lightning Network, mm-hmm. but the Lightning Network um, on steroids, because we don't, we don't do monetary transmission, where the Lightning Network, that's its main focus. What we do is um, logging message between endpoint smart asset creation and smart asset transference. So if you look at, to give an example, our intelligent contracts, typically people speak of smart contracts. And smart contracts are conditional releases or storage of a cryptocurrency. So you send the cryptocurrency and the smart contract receives it, it either releases it or holds it in a conditional aspect in that smart contract. In our, in our intelligent contract scenario, you could send a message. That message could be uh, a typical message like a tweet, or it could be a payload a PDF document, a song, and then our system can react to that. And in reacting to that, it can generate tokens, smart assets. It can transfer those smart assets. It can log information, or you could do the opposite. You could receive a smart asset and trigger messages to 10 endpoints and, and log information to the blockchain at the same time. So now you can understand that we've taken that concept and the intelligent contract now is on steroid because it can act and react to limitless things because our payloads aren't limited to be a financial transaction. It's any message. It's a binary payload. So it could be a PDF file, a Word document. It could be a a control and command message. So Andre, uh, tell me a little bit about the intelligent contracts. And it's it's different from the typical smart contract, which is is basically just a, a machine that accepts information on a conditional basis and, you know, does a, a specific action. Tell me, tell me what the differences are between uh, this nuance here. Right. So if we, if we look at the typical smart contract in Ethereum-like systems, they're, they're uh, if-then statements over receiving and releasing the protocol coin, or in Ethereum's case, the uh, Ether. Right, so they can hold the ether, store ether, and release ether. Now, this ether can be encoded into tokens, also, but that's basically the the large extent of its power. Uh, contrasting that with the intelligent contract in Catenus, Catenus can receive a message payload. Now, that message payload could be of any size and any content. So we're talking about being able to deliver and react to a command and control message, uh, a contract a bond, a song, any, any digital payload whatsoever. Once that's received, you can now write a program in any language that um, can now 
execute all of the other functions that are available in Contentus Enterprise, which are logging, issuing smart assets, known as tokens, but a little bit smarter in our system, um, transferring those tokens to n number of endpoints, or vice versa. You can uh, transfer a smart asset to an intelligent contract, and the contract can now execute messages out to n number of endpoints, log information, generate new smart assets on the fly dynamically. So all of a sudden you have a tremendous amount of power. Let's take an example. Um, many companies are trying to build systems where they're tokenizing uh, stocks or bonds. Well, that's nice. You tokenize them and you transfer them. Well, how about tokenizing them, transferring them, and transferring the stock and the bond at the same time. We're not only creating uh, a token that might represent a license to a song, but delivering the license with the song. And when the delivery of the license with the song um, arrives on the other end, maybe you do a conditional release of cryptocurrency. And that's the significant power that intelligent contracts allows for. It's a whole new level of computation for companies and individuals who want to take the power of smart contracts to the next level. I see. And so it's it really is kind of a, a graduation up from, you know, smart tra- contracts were this uh, innovation on the blockchain and, and you're, you're taking this, uh, you know, you're taking this up a step. Correct. Um, and because you can code our intelligent contract in any language, you can connect to external systems and external blockchains if you want at the same time. But the core of the system is our core functionality to make it very, very simple for any developer developing in any modern robust language to be able to leverage the power of the global blockchain without having to know any of its intricacies or nuances. To talk to me, this it sounds like you know pretty sophisticated groundwork that you're laying here. Um, what, how long has the blockchain of things and their uh, your protocol been in development? Uh, I started conceptualizing it in 2013. Our first uh, uh, versions were released in 2014, and the product has been maturing ever since. Today, we're we're doing a, um, a, a utility token sale on our product. Um, we do have a token sale website, and the whole development cycle and release cycle of all the uh, dot releases is available on the roadmap uh, up until the end of 2017. We'll be updating that roadmap soon with uh, new release functionality, and we're looking at a consumer uh, product release for tinkerers that will be coming down the road. It, it's not even named yet. We're at final stages of queuing the product, and in the next couple of months, we'll announce a major release of this uh, of this new functionality for uh, the average individual. So we'll have a product focused more towards enterprise and a pro- product focused more towards uh, the average developer or person who likes to tinker with IoT devices on Raspberry Pis and Arduinos. Okay. And just very quickly, what would you, uh, going going back through the the journey that you've been through here, what were some of the surprises or, or challenges that, that popped up uh, that maybe you weren't quite expecting? And how did you overcome them? 
that's a great question. Well, initially, we had a vision for a product that would allow companies to integrate quickly. And then one of the largest challenges was when we realized that the Achilles heel of the global Bitcoin blockchain was Bitcoin. So we set out to build what we call rapid adoption technology. And rapid adoption technology is the concept that we do away with any um, holding or management of cryptocurrency on our platform. So what does that mean? Imagine a corporation that was interested in our product, but I had to tell them, well, well, you have to buy Bitcoins because you're going to do messaging and we have to pay the toll on the global peer-to-peer network. And you have to teach someone in your accounts payable department to purchase those Bitcoins and then bring them to a wallet, trust them, then get your IT department to secure that, trust them. And then when your developer integrates the assembly line, onto the blockchain after a year or two of work, trust him and his team with, you know, uh, the Bitcoin and private keys, they probably not use it. That's a significant barrier to entry. So we spent the first year and a half building encoding into our endpoints. All of our endpoints are represented by standard Bitcoin blockchain addresses. The encoding are what we call Katena's credits. So for a corporation, all they need to do is say, hey, I need 10,000 messages on this endpoint, 5,000 on that endpoint, and magically they appear. They don't, they don't play with cryptocurrency. They don't hold it. There's no liability on their end. And we sort of abstract that whole layer for the corporation. And that was a major challenge because anyone who understands the technicalities of attempting to do something like that, it gets pretty difficult to engineer. Think about one endpoint sending a message to another endpoint. Even if you're doing it over a second layer technology, you're still sending value from one endpoint to another, be it through a micropayment channel. We call them ephemeral tunnels in our system but you're still sending value. At the end of the day, even if it's dust, you're going to have 10,000 times dust on your destination endpoint. You have to build self-balancing algorithms across the network to reclaim that money. And those are major technological hurdles that we had to overcome to make it dead simple for anyone or any developer in any company to be able to quickly build decentralized applications. And um, those, the challenges that we found were more on the technical end that we had to address. These days, there's an education challenge, right? Um, the field is so messy and it's, all, it's sort of confused with the whole monetary aspect as opposed to the technology. We're a pure technology play um, in this space. So I think one tends to confuse the other. And I like to say that there is a clear distinction between uh, uh, protocol tokens or, or, or tradable tokens um, on, on an exchange that people are looking for value and the underlying infrastructure technology that we're providing. And so let me ask this question uh, as, as you're looking ahead to the future, you know, obviously you're building a platform that uh, is, as you mentioned, the, the, the plumbing for other applications. Let's fast forward a year from now five years from now, where, where do you see the blockchain of things taking the rest of this industry? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I foresee us moving into support of other blockchains. Today, we support the global Bitcoin blockchain. 
Uh, there's been some internal talk of possibly moving forward with a, a secondary one like a Katenis light on Litecoin, for instance. Um, what holds us back from starting to integrate into secondary blockchains is what I call blockchain maturity. We know that the global Bitcoin blockchain is anti-fragile, right? And that's why Litecoin is a good possible second choice because they keep uh, code compatibility with Bitcoin Core's code base. But a lot of these other ones that even have very expensive popular coins are constantly buggy, constantly being hacked. And as a company that provides a security service, so we're a security company over anything else, we have to be very, very careful in what we integrate with. So as blockchains mature in time, and I would say, you know, we're still looking at a, a six, to year, six to eight year time schedule out in the future because some of the more robust blockchains are still version one. Um, then we'll start looking at integrating with our second layer technology, making it simpler. Nothing keeps you today from writing a program by using the Catenis APIs and still reaching out to a secondary and tertiary blockchain. Thing that's a big difference than having a rapid development platform that automatically takes care of all of the integrations for you. And that's where I see the direction of our product going. Excellent. Andre DeCastro, Blockchain of Things. Uh, where can our uh, audience learn more about your Catenis technology and the program in general? Uh, they can simply go to www.blockchainofthings.com. Uh, there's plenty of information there. For, for your viewing audience who's interested in our pre-sales, uh, we do have a pre-sale site at tokensale.blockchainandthings.com that they can uh, read a white paper. Our white paper doesn't promise futures. Our white paper is basically a description of our product and the functionality we have today. If there is anything that we don't have, it's outlined and mentioned in the footer, and that maybe composes 3% of the document. So everything that we're, we're selling. The other unique thing that we're doing is every pre-sale buyer gets a one-year license to our full platform. Um, so we're trying to change things up a little bit. Uh, Josh, thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, glad to have you. As always, a pleasure, Andre DeCastro from Blockchain of Things. You can learn more at blockchainofthings.com. And then also for the token sale is tokensale.blockchainofthings.com. Is that correct, Andre? That is correct. Very good. That'll do it for this episode of the Future Tech Podcast. We'll see you next time. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse. 
such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 